In the beginning, we asked why and how we searched for meaning, for identity, for purpose and community. In the beginning, we wanted to know of our world and our place in that world. In the beginning, we wanted to speak of something so beyond ourselves, that source, the spark of life, the great cosmic start of it all, that gave breath and life. And so we told, and so we still tell this story. A story that tells of our world, a world that is good from its very foundation. A world that is good down to its tiniest parts. And we still tell this story that tells of a God who loves us from the very beginning. A God who creates and generates. In the beginning, we hear the whisper that we are beloved. In the beginning, then, and now. And in the telling of this story, we speak truth. And in the telling of these stories, we become co-creators, shaping ourselves and our world and our relationships. And we cannot help ourselves for stories bubble forth from us like our very breath. And life is created in their telling, in the beginning, then, and now. A reading from Genesis. In the beginning, God created the the heavens heavens and and the the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness Darkness. was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness Darkness. God called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the the first first day. day. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it, and it was so. God called the expanse sky. And there was evening, and there was morning, the the second second day. day. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and gathered waters God called seas. And And God God saw saw it it was was good. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to its kinds. And And God God saw saw that it was was good. good. And there was evening. And there was morning, the the third third day. day. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, And let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And And it it was was so. so. 
God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. God made the stars and set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate light from darkness. And And God God saw saw that it it was good. And there was evening. And there was morning, the the fourth fourth day. day. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God created the creatures of the sea and every living and moving thing with which the water teems according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And And God God saw that that it was was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number, and fill the water in the seas, and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals, each according to its kind. And And it it was was so. so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw Saw that it was was good. good. Then God said, let us make man in our image. In our image. And in our likeness. In our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in God's own image. In the image of God, God created them, male and female. God created them. God saw all that God made, and And it it was was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the the sixth sixth day. day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that had been done, and God rested. God rested. God rested on the seventh day from all that work that had been done. So God blessed the seventh day and And hallowed it. Because on it, God rested from all the work that God had done in creation. In the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Would you please pray with me? Creator God, who made this world in the very beginning. Help us to listen, to see, to hear, to feel the ways that you are living and breathing and moving and creating in us. Help us to hear your words. Help our hearts to be centered and guided towards you, O God of love, in this and all the stories that we tell. Amen. We spend a large portion of our lives and our time telling stories. Whether it's over campfires as of old, or whether we're binge-watching the latest Netflix series. Maybe on cold days cuddled up with tea under a cozy blanket with a good book. 
Now, from an evolutionary perspective, wouldn't our time be better suited foraging for food or acquiring some specialized skill, reproducing, or simply conserving our limited energy for this thing that we call life? Why do we take such effort and time and talent to tell stories? Because stories are an act of creation. In the telling of the stories, we are creating meaning. We are creating identity. In the telling of stories, we are creating societies and communities. For stories are an act of creation. In the beginning, there was the sun and the moon and their children, the stars. Both the sun and the moon were very powerful. And for a time in creation, both wanted to hold utmost power and authority, full control over the sky. The sun argued that it gave life to plants of the land and that with him they grew tall and strong, making food for the animals and for the people. The moon argued that she controlled the tides of the sea, bringing new creatures to shore and controlling the cycles of life with her pull. The sun and moon argued and argued, chasing one another around and around, the sometimes the sun getting closer and the moon further. Even moments where it seemed like the sun would swallow the moon whole or the moon becoming so big and the nights so long, it seemed unlikely that the sun would ever return. In their argument, though, the sun and the moon had lost sight of what was truly important, what was truly good for the earth, each trying to prove their power, their authority, their supremacy, until looking down one day, the sun and moon realized what was best for the earth was not for one of them to have control, but that each brought gifts that gave life. And so to this day, the sun and the moon dance every day around the earth. The sun giving light and growing life, the moon controlling tides and giving rest, and both of them, male and female, were important and essential because stories shape us and the world, because in the telling of these stories, we shape society, telling of the roles of people, of men and women, as in this story, the indigenous people of the Philippines tell of the roles of men and women as they tell of the roles of the moon and the sun. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind, a breath from God, swept over the face of the waters, and then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness God called night. In the telling of stories, 
We talk of a God who created and a God who still creates, where breath continues to breathe life. From the first breath to the ones that we take, in the sanctuary this morning, and it is good. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was a light for all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. In the telling of stories, we speak of a God who came to this earth and promised and promises that there is a light that no darkness can overcome. In the beginning, there was a girl and there was a boy They exchanged looks over a picnic table, and in the summer heat, hearts skipped a beat, and hands touched as they both reached for the potato salad. Who knew that this was the stuff that a marriage would be made of? In the telling of the stories, we make a marriage. We tell stories of our grit and our determination, of our follies and of our triumphs. We shape our identity and we tell of the importance of those around us. In the beginning, there was love built over years and time, tender looks and labors, service to one another, life made holy, sacred in its living. And there were dreams and hopes that took years to be known. Doctors' visits and wondering why, until the day when bellies grew big and kneeling on the kitchen floor scrubbing, waters were broken. We had hopes and dreams of you, unsure of it ever happening. Babies gone to God, rose bushes planted, marking what had happened. In the beginning, on the day that you were born, we had waited for a new refrigerator. Our old one having given out in the summer heat, and so, belly big, I got down on my hands and knees to clean those unseen places that live in the behinds of all of our homes. And as water and soap sloshed, water and life poured forth from me, you were coming. But I insisted on taking my time, finishing the floor and shaving my legs. I pretended it was for the doctor, but really it was for me. And then you came, the ways that babies have come since the very beginning. And as I held you, your life just beginning, I realized that mine was too. We tell stories of how we enter into this world, shaping an identity and a life to be lived. In the beginning, that wasn't really a beginning at all, but really an ending, which I guess if you look at it was a beginning too. I held your hand. 
not wanting you to feel alone, and you cried out, wanting to be with Grandpa, and I rubbed your head and hands and feet, though you no longer wanted to be held by this old body of yours, which felt like a stranger's. Skin hanging, legs and limbs that were no longer what they once were. You had been beautiful. There were pictures of you taking Sunday drives with boys in cars, your eyes alight with life. But they were closed now, and we gathered around, and we sing your favorite hymns, and we share stories of your life, and we lay you to rest. Or maybe it is you who gives us this time as we prepare for a beginning of life without you. We tell stories of how we love and lose, death the inevitable end for us all. But how we, the living, tell stories shapes our relationships with those who have died and our ability to shape and create our lives now. In the beginning, there was a single woman who had no husband, and she found herself pregnant. This child, this life growing within her, she knew was of God a precious gift. But she was scared and she was alone, worried of the ways that the world would turn its back on her. But love poured out and supported her and stood by her, bringing a baby into this world in the least likely of places, a little barn in Bethlehem. We tell stories of the underdog and the unsuspecting. We tell stories of their power and authority, having gifts to surprise us and inspire us. And we create a world where no one should be left out or ignored. In the end, which really was a beginning, the women went crying and weeping to the tomb a place where their teacher had been laid, love lost to the sin, the greed, the pride of humanity. And they were terrified, for their lives had been changed, and there was no going back. But they had no idea where to go from here. And upon arriving, the stone had been rolled away, and the body was gone, and they were confused, and they were afraid, and they were angry. Until they turned and realized that love had not died that day, but it lived on. We tell stories that remind us of the power of God and the role of love in the world, a love that can never die. Stories are magical, though no matter how many times we tell stories in which we can fly, If we tie capes and jump from tall places, the reality of life and science will set in. We cannot tell any story we want and believe in the telling that the story will become true. But as people of faith, we look to tell true stories. Maybe not in the specifics, but in the deeper truth. Anne Patchett, in her book, This is the Story of a Happy Marriage, 
She writes a chapter about one, a book she wrote for her best friend called Truth and Beauty. And she writes about the art of tele- storytelling. And she says, just as every story we tell bears our own distinctive slant on the experience, every story we read or every story that we hear bears someone else's. Whether it's a story in a newspaper or a chapter in a history textbook, the writer has made the decision of what to include and what to leave out. It doesn't mean that they are not telling the truth. It simply means that the events cannot be recorded exactly. They can only be interpreted. Even a photograph only reveals part of a larger picture. The frame is defined by its own four edges. Whom do you choose to leave out of the portrait? Whom do you choose to include? She writes of her friend and the story of her friend. I told one version of her complicated life and she told another. Everyone adds a chip of color to the mosaic and from there some kind of larger portrait begins to take shape. We tell stories to make meaning of our lives, but they are limited. And we also have to make room for stories that have not been told, or stories that have been silenced, the ways that victors have told stories to oppress, to rob, and to steal, demanding assimilation rather than a celebration of the diversity and dignity with which God gave this world. We have to make room for stories of women, of people of color, Stories that are sometimes hard to hear. We have to make room for these stories, and we have to listen. And we have to share our stories, too. Thanking the world for the wisdom that is at hand, and that we continually have a chance to write the stories of our life. So I'm going to ask you, each of you, Maybe today at coffee hour, or maybe at the church picnic. Maybe this week at your workplace water cooler. Or maybe with your spouse as you settle in to sleep. What are the stories that you have to give? That create and give life? What are the stories that you have that hold wisdom? What are the stories that you have that show joy and whimsy? What are the stories that you have that speak of that love of God and of this world? And maybe of someone close to you or maybe a stranger, you ask the question, how did you meet? What brought you here? Or how did they die? Because really with these stories, the ones that make our hearts and the ones that break them, as we sit by the bedsides of loved ones as they leave this world, and as we celebrate the joys of new life, whether written or sung or over a cup of coffee and a phone call, our stories are sacred. Our lives 
and in the text of that book that we call holy. And we have to tell them because in so we are continuing to create as that breath of life did all those years ago in the beginning. Amen.